What's good, everybody? My name is Jordan Lewis. I'll be playing the role of your inner conscious today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Reevolve Media Revolution podcast featuring New King. Before we dive in, I wanted to talk a bit about sacrifices and what they've started to mean to me. Most people are familiar with the phrase that when one door closes, another opens, but we rarely bring to attention the counter when doors start opening that others start closing. And what I mean to say by pointing this out is that in the relentless pursuit of success, whatever that means to you, whenever opportunity comes your way, you will always be giving up something of equal or greater value whether you're aware of it or not. I don't know why that is, but I can say it with certainty. Humans just aren't capable of containing very many blessings. Or maybe we're just not at that point yet. I mean, I bet you can't name one successful person that didn't have to give up an important aspect or two or three from their lives in order to pursue that success. Use this information wisely. Close some doors. Success doesn't come easy. This interview with New King is sure to prove that. All right, what's up, what's up? I'm here with James, also known as New King. He hails from uh, Vancouver. What's up, James? What's up, bro? Appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, man, of course. Welcome, welcome. It's great to have you. So we were just going to get into a little discussion before we even started recording, but we started recording just to get this involved. I mentioned that you go by New King, mm-hmm. but uh, in 2018, I, I recall you went by uh, Nyuk Young. Am I saying that right, even? Uh, it's close enough. It was uh, Nyuk Young. Enough. Nog Young, that's how people, that's how you're supposed no to say Young. it. With like a G, so it's like Nog Young. Nog Young. Nog Young. There you okay, go. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Nog Young. Okay. Man, okay. You, have to, you have to dig through the you have to dig through the archives to find that one, eh? Nah, man. It's on your resume. First track. <sighs> yeah. The uh You killed the, it with uh, that one too, man. <laughs> oh man, that brings back a lot of memories. Kidding. Yeah, that was my first like uh that was my first project that I just wanted to, you know, I just wanted to release to see how it worked. I didn't know anything about um, releasing music I had been just do I just been releasing stuff on my YouTube my whole life but yeah yeah that was the original that was the original name for real and then it, it was it was kind of difficult for people to pronounce so I, I was like man how can we brand this in a way that people can do <laughs> which people were having trouble pronouncing that made you made you need to change it it was just um it was guaranteed but it was a guaranteed butcher every time like Yo. someone read it and it was yeah, yeah. but it was it was funny. I thought I just thought it was good for branding. I thought it was kinda yeah. cool. People always talk about it, but um, Yeah, that's hilarious. When when do you correct people when they fuck it up? I mean I at first I was trying to correct people, but I, I realized it's just Man, the amount of time it takes to teach someone that usually like that I, in my experience it's like, oh man, maybe we just uh maybe we just go with new king and have a play on yeah. words. Dude, the, uh, honestly, so is it is it spelled the same? Yeah. Like then and now? Yeah, same oh, thing. Dude, that's brilliant. Honestly, when I first saw the title, I was pronouncing it Nyuk Young mm-hmm. until I saw, I forget where I saw that it was written New King, but mm-hmm. dude, that's dope. So yeah, that that uh, the resume came out in uh, 2018. And so that was your first release. I think somewhere in there you said uh, 10 years in the making though. Oh yeah, resume. Yeah. I mean, I've been making music for so long. Resume was just my first. I had no, I had no idea how to like release stuff on Spotify or anything. So that was my first just go at it. Okay, tell me about the pre-releases. I was trying to dig a little deep, but I couldn't really find anything before that. Mm. You could, uh, if you ever want to dig in, you can go on my YouTube page. And then if you look through the videos, there's videos from like 10, 12, 13 years ago of me uh, rapping and trying to figure stuff out. That's dope, man. And would you you represent that stuff today or are you kind of putting that in the past? 
I mean, that's that's all a part of my history. That's all a part of my development and how I got here. So I credit the past for sure. I learned a lot when I was a kid, and, and it's just kind of the same thing. I'm just older now, and I know a lot more. That's what's real, man. And do you uh, see it as pretty good work back then, or? Yeah, sometimes I listen to my old stuff, and I I get kind of surprised because like, man, I had bars, I had flow, and you could hear the um, you could hear a lot of that like the things that I do now really well. You could hear the development, but you can hear you know, that I had it back then too. And, and it was just cool to see. That's what's real. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. That's awesome. Yeah, you, you've done a lot of development, I guess, since then. One of my questions, though, is for that intro song for Resume, the beatboxing that you, you, you rapped over there. Who did the beatboxing? So that was one of my high school friends. And, um, oh, actually, even middle school friends. We I've known him for so long. And he always did this beat. He loves to yeah. beatbox. And whenever yeah. we would hang out, I would just be like, yeah, man, just keep beatboxing. And I remember I was just trying to be so creative back then and try to do different stuff. And I was yeah. like, hey, man, like, why don't you beatbox? And, I'll, you know, I had like a really bad mic and everything, but we made it work. And then I was like, hey, man, just beatbox to this and let me get on this. That's so dope. Yeah, man. Honestly, it turned out so sick when I was listening to it. I, in the back of my mind, I was like, man, I hope you didn't find this beatboxing online. And I really hope there's a story to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So that's so sick that it comes from back in your day. It was just me trying to be creative and doing cool stuff because I was like, man, you know, being an artist, I was always trying to do something different or do something that I thought was cool. Always experimenting this stuff growing up. Yeah, for sure. So you've been in hip hop pretty much since the beginning then, eh? Or at least interested? Yeah, ever since I was uh, around nine or eight, that's when I was really, I was was recording on like a... like those little boombox things with the tape recorders. And, and I thought yeah, I was super yeah. cool. <laughs> Back in the day, man. <laughs> Honestly, man, I, I watched uh, your video for No Fear, I think. it. No, 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 it wasn't No Fear. I can't remember which video it is right now, but you had a bunch of your boys. Uh, oh, must have been your football real team. Real one. <laughs> real one. Man, yeah. you had your entire team there with you. And I feel like that's part, part of your persona is you just like kind of pull people in and they work with yeah. you and they're just down to work with you. Yeah, I mean, real one. It's crazy because, yeah, resume I released, but I wouldn't consider my professional releases actually to be just the May of last year. And the real one was kind of like when I came back into it, like after, you know, doing football and and trying to figure out my next steps after resume. And that was my first real music video. And then speaking of that music video, the guy who filmed it is the one who does like most of my videos. And I actually live with him now. So it's crazy how how that last year. That's real crazy. Yeah. That's real crazy. How many how many videos have you guys worked on in total so far? Um, I mean, we have a lot of videos that were just never released too, right? Um, we we probably done at least 20, 30 videos together. That's crazy, man. And is, is he the only person that you live with that's involved in your projects? Um, yeah, I mean, I moved in this house, moved into his house like with his parents because it's for the sole purpose of us being able to work together. And then, yeah, um, yeah it's just me and him. Uh, we're always doing video stuff. We're always planning. And then I just always go to my producer's house. And I just have like this close circle, right? And we're always we're always working. And we, we don't need anybody for yeah. any help with production because we do it all. That's crazy, man. And so your producer, Lomax, he's been around for how long? Lo, I didn't meet him until... Uh... <laughs> It's another story with him. It's crazy. I didn't know. Oh, oh, he's not. He's not the producer you're referring to. Um, oh no, Low is Low's been uh, Low's been done all my stuff this year and a little bit of last year. But uh, it's it's only been like six or seven months since me and Low have really just started doing it full time together. And he he does everything for me now. But gotcha. yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's just crazy. Like Trap Harmonics, the album I have right now is is kind of the sound me and him developed, and we're just kind of adding to it and improving on it all the time. Yeah, you guys cracked that out in seven. Seven months less than sorry six months probably actually only about a couple months we knocked that out that's crazy man honestly trap harmonics as a piece is is absolutely incredible
level, you guys pulled off something really, really dope. Thank you, man. In my opinion, man, and I'm just saying, I'm just talking my own shit, but honestly, the stats speak for it. Too. I don't know. You, you probably keep up with your stats. You're probably pretty proud of it. Mm-hmm, for sure. I mean, I have a yeah, great like bro- marketing. Like I have a great like marketing team and guys that I know. And then, I mean, we're always promoting and trying to do creative stuff. And, and some of my friends are just super creative. And we're just never stopping, right? And so we just we're we're really proud of that project because it, it is like our I consider that really like our first like professional. You know, since my graduation in the spring, like my full time first project. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Uh, we're gonna get into your team a little bit more, but first, I actually want to take it back to your your, your football days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're originally from Tacoma, Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tacoma. Is that where that's is that where you grew up playing football? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, while I was doing music, I mean, I didn't actually know about. I didn't actually start music until I started playing football at like nine or ten. Oh, okay. And then, Happened at the same time. Exactly. And then I just it's crazy because my coach we would he would drive me to practice every day but we'd practice in seattle so it was like i was always in that car with him every day for a couple hours and plus we had practice and i used to be hey i want to rap i want to rap and he used to like support me and i remember i used to be playing him all these tracks that i would make i'd make like two or three tracks and then um i'd be showing him and i'd be showing all my friends and stuff and then that it's been like that for a long time and then now man before the age of 10, you were doing that? Yeah, I used to be like, hey, hey, I, I recorded this with my gaming mic, like my little headset. Let me know what you think. And he'd be, he'd be trying to help me and teach me and stuff growing up. That's crazy, man. Having that support system is like so vital, especially at a young age. Oh, yeah, for sure. It definitely changed and it, and it developed like a mindset in me to never stop, right? Just, just to keep pursuing. For sure. I agree with that. And so uh, what got you in? Uh, it seems like you got a scholarship. Yeah. And that's what brought you into Canada. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mama's boy. I'm a self-proclaimed mama's boy. So I, I like to stay, uh, I like to stay yeah, close yeah. to my family. Um, and I had a lot of offers to play football on the East Coast, but it was a little too far for me. I think the accessibility is not good. And then last minute when I was trying to make my decision, I went to a camp and uh, I met this coach who coaches here in Canada and it was only three hours from my house just driving though so I was like wow this is kind of cool and I talked to him and it's weird because when I talked to him I didn't like ask if he would because I knew (laughs) I've always had this just inner confidence like I always know I'm good at what I do because of the work that I put I just know I'm good right yeah yeah like it's it's gonna come no matter what because that's the formula and so I remember talking to this coach after camp I was like where are you from coach like how's it going nice to meet you and um like, yeah, I coach at Simon Fraser. It's in, it's three hours, three hours from here. It's like a beautiful place. And I was like, say less. I was like, I was like, recruit me. And I looked at him, I was like, offer me. I was like, I was like, offer me. It's like, what? Yeah, I was yeah. Like, I know you need players. And I was like, that's was crazy. Like, oh. You know I'm good. Yeah, you know I'm good. I'm the best here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you should offer me. What are you doing? And then he was like, oh. that's crazy. Yeah. And then he didn't have like a card or anything. So I was like, oh, this guy's playing around. No wonder no one's going to the school. And then, um, but he hit yeah. me up the next day after watching my film online. It was like, hey, man, we'd love to offer you and love to have you here. And I was like, oh, bless. And then that was uh, five years ago. Watching like your, uh, your, like a play tape? Yeah, my high school highlight tape. Highlight tape, yeah, yeah. That's dope. And then he, and then he got you on, and then what happened? 
And then I came here. Um, from Tacoma? Yeah, I went here from Tacoma, and, and it was a new experience. In Vancouver, right? Yeah, and then yeah. it was a little hard adjusting because I was so used to being at home. But then now this is my second home, and I still live up here. And I graduated. I finished my football career. I ended as a senior, like, leader, captain type of thing my last season. And so it was a cool, it was a cool, cool career. I made a lot of good friends, and a lot of my friends actually are do business stuff, help me with my marketing, and, and we're always planning and having meetings and trying to figure out how to advance the brand. Yeah, that's that's crazy, man. So, how many people from your from your past, or I guess not from your past, sorry, from uh, I guess Tacoma are on your team right now? I guess supporting you and more than just like listening to your music. It's crazy because my team in Tacoma, like I have a couple friends, like my friend Isaiah, who I grew up with, who's been supporting my music. But it's weird because my team was actually just created here in Canada, so I don't actually have much of a team um, in Washington. I just have a couple people that support, like my mom, of course, and then my friend Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Uh, I heard you turned uh, turned down the play with the pros, though. Is that what, what what's uh, that about? Yeah. So basically, you know, my 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 first dream for a long time was you know I wanted to go play pro ball, and then as my senior year you know was ending, you know I had to make that decision. I was like, hey, do I want to go? Do I want to go play pro? Do I want to like pursue this, um, or do I want to like hang up the cleats yeah. and really take music full on? Because mm-hmm. you know, if I wouldn't play pro and everything worked out, you know, I would have had, you know, it it would have been cool. You know, I would have had a paycheck and and football would have been like my full time and my job. But honestly, after playing for like 10, 12 years, you know, a lot of stuff on my body like hurt. You know, I was like. <laughs> The just the process was a uh, really daunting on the soul, and I was like, man, I think it might be time for me to do something yeah, else. Yeah, no doubt, man. And that seems honestly like a smart decision, especially with how well you're doing in the music scene. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Would you would you say at that point in time when you made that decision that you were kind of equal at your skills, football and uh, artistry? Um, it's weird. The last two years. Or in the last year or so, I really shifted into being more of a musician, right? So it was cool because it was crazy because I had to balance out being a full-time, you know, athlete yeah. and being a full-time student. But then I was also a full-time artist. And at the time, I had a relationship. I had so many things I had to balance and then things had to go and I had to cut things out and I had to really prioritize. Yeah. Yeah, make room. Make room for what matter, right? Yeah, that sounds cold, but... You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. It's just, there's no, you know, there's just not enough time. Literally, there isn't if you if you try to be all those things. And, and the thing is, you can't be great at anything if you focus, you know, on trying to be great at too many things at once. So I was trying to really just dial in what I was focusing on. That's something that I'm starting to key in with a little bit more for myself as well, man. I noticed in your biography, you call yourself a full-time artist. And I feel like a lot of artists out there aren't full-time artists. Mm-hmm. And in that, I, can, I, I say that with confidence because I, I've seen some of your stuff and the, the way you release like music videos and, and projects and even, even, I don't know, have you done a bunch of singles? I saw singles peppered into uh, Spotify, but I couldn't tell if they were just off of albums. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do singles all the time. Um, I'm always releasing stuff, just trying to figure out, you know, different content. But yeah, full-time for sure, because I remember two years ago... I. <laughs> Man, everything has a weird story for me. Everything like happened in a yeah. weird way, but that's why we're here, yeah. man. Let's flesh it out. I remember two years ago, I just entered this contest, and this was like what the start of my love for contests. But I got like fourth place, and I was so mad. What was the contest? <laughs> it was just it was just this song contest um, online. Okay, all right. And all I right. got fourth yeah. place, and I was so mad because I was like, man, I I swear I could have won, and then I was like. But me, knowing me, it's like, man, how could I? It was never like I was mad at people. It's like, okay, how can I prove? What do I need? Like, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and that's all I was thinking about every day. Like, I didn't sleep. Yeah. That's all I thought about. And then I yeah. was like, man, I need, I, I need to invest in better equipment. I need to understand music more. I need to know how to record. I need to know stuff more. And then yeah. I remember I uh, opened the line of credit 
I dropped like eighteen thousand dollars. <laughs> and, and I was like, forget it. I'm gonna do it. That's wild, dude. And I got my own studio. I bought all my gear, and I've been paying it off. And honestly, I've made actually way more money than I've actually initially invested. But at the time, you know, my music career was not really there. But I take I took the chance on myself, and there was just something. And you dived right yeah, in. Yeah, there's something about me. I was like, look, I have to like I have to. I'm going to put myself in a position where like music is my professional job. And then ever since then, I was able to start a business. Um, I make money off of music. That's how I pay my rent. And then I also do it full time and I have a team and what we do. And, and with your team, I've been, I noticed on your Instagram, a change. I don't know when it happened, but a co-founder of a label. Yeah. So that was, um, we were just kind of talking with, a, um, with another label that wanted to uh, bring me in as a partner. And I've been like working with them for the last couple of weeks, but I don't know if it right now it's just kind of that's in the works. If it doesn't work out, it's okay. It's just uh, f- figuring out a medium in way in way like where I would run the label, but still, you know, it, it's just it's just all about like working with people, and making sure that's good, right? As of right now, it's all good, but I don't know. It, as I'm learning more about the details in the industry, um, I'm doing like a crash course and learning all this business stuff right now. Yeah, yeah. So tell tell me a bit about that though. Like, what what is the significance of having a label for someone who's been independent for so long? I know I know obviously like being a founder like yeah. at the top is, is much different than being part of a label at the bottom. But tell tell me the significance for for from both ends. I mean, the biggest thing is signing myself, right? I feel like, you know, I don't want to be in a position where another label owns my stuff or they tell me what to do. So the offer that this label in particular brought me in was, hey, they would fund me in my career yeah, and they would allow, but I would take control and I would bring the artists I need. And my goal would be to run everything because yeah, I'd be paying money back to the company, but because I own the company or a part of it, it's like beneficial. I see what you're so saying. So it's like, because uh, my biggest thing is, is to create, empower, and to educate. Like those three words were to sum me up. My career, that's how I feel. And that's I feel brilliant. as if that's a way, there's no other, there's no better way than to own your own like label or to have your own, to have something that you call yours because it's just something empowering about being like, hey, I don't need anyone else to dictate my life for me. I'll just do it myself, you know? That's the truth, man. And so do you think that uh, most artists should strive to evolve to that level? I think artists should to try and think bigger bigger because right now i think i think the vision is i think a lot of people are too clouded with the vision like right in front of them but everything has a you know what i mean like in 10 15 years i probably won't be making music because i want to go write a book and i want to go do inspirational talk like i want to do so much more and i have so many more plans right music is just a stepping stone for me like i love music but i want to be able to set something up that's remembered way like after I, i'm gone i agree with that and and the beautiful thing about music though too is when you when you stop making it it's still it's still there and it's still giving and it's still providing residuals not only in income but in the impact that it has onto its listeners mm-hmm, right for sure that's incredible man i love that what do you think the next step i guess would be when you're thinking bigger than being a label it's kind of like streaming right i'll just use streaming as an example right we everyone's so tied up in the spotify and things like that but if you think like someone like jay-z who who saw like these issues and how the industry paid out right it's like okay yeah he made his own streaming platform right like there's mediums and people don't ever think about that they're like wow we could we can make our own streaming platform i was talking to my producer lomax and he's from vietnam right and he was like and where we have like a good like yeah. relationship over there because a lot of my fans like on facebook at least are from vietnam and so we're just trying to think of ways like, man, how can we connect the mediums? Like, how can we 
could we create our own streaming platform? You know what I mean? We're trying to figure out ways and avenues that we can take. I dig it. Because it's not about, it's not about just like music anymore. It's about, it's about selling yourself as the person and the entrepreneur and being intelligent and finding the next way to succeed. I agree with that wholeheartedly, man. And what have you found that's kind of like the best way to succeed? Um, well, the big thing is uh, for me re- uh, recently, just always trying to improve, right? Um, I'm always reading books. I'm always reading like audio books. I'm all, you know, I still do my fitness. I'm still training. I'm planning. I'm building networks. I think the biggest thing is networking right now, building relationships and just never being, never, never burning bridges and, and just taking every opportunity, you know, as a lesson. I think that's the biggest thing and having that mindset because you have to be a bit delusional to want to achieve things. Because when I was a kid, if people had told me, hey, like you'd never play college football or you'd never, you'd never make it, you know, there were a lot of things that people didn't believe. Even my, my, one of my friends, when I came in um, to play five years ago, they were like, wow, this kid wants to be a rapper. He just wants to play for like, he's kind of like, kind of crazy. Like he's really like obsessed with these things. But then if you would have told me five years later that, you know, I was going to be number three on iTunes when I released my album. I saw that as well. Yeah. The old me wouldn't be like, oh, like, actually, the old me would probably be like five years. Like, it'll probably happen tomorrow. Like, I, I was, I'm that yeah. kind of kid, right? So <laughs> it's crazy. My younger self. Most no. artists are, man. Most artists are. They think they'll launch that one fire song that'll send them to the top. Yeah. But 20 fire songs later, we're still sitting here. Just got to keep releasing th- them. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, man. It is. It's a game of numbers, and you do have to just drop that one fire track. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess that fire track for you off the album is "Desire." Desire. I mean, "Desire" was a good one. That was my first one. That I- it's the one with the most yeah, streams. That's, that's why I bring it up. It must have got picked up by some blog or something. Um, "Desire." I mean, it hit a lot of the algorithm. It hit a lot of the algorithms, and it was just a lot of people. Because I want to. That was a con- that was a song originally made that I won a contest um, for. All about the contest. And the, yeah, and then I, not. This wasn't the fourth place contest. They eh? the inspiring. No, one? I won a lot of contests. Last, like ever since I, yeah. ever since that one debacle of me getting fourth, I've won a lot of contests. At a that's revenge. crazy, man. You just came with the heat. Yeah, and so uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, this, Did you ever use the verse from uh, your fourth place for anything? Um, it's still on SoundCloud. If someone wants to look it up. Oh, it's on SoundCloud. Oh, all right, all right. I mean, all my music is pretty public, but uh, it. Yeah, I, re- no I reused that beat though. For my slow song on my Moonlight album. For your slow song on your Moonlight yeah, album, so it's, is it? It's called Slow Volume. Oh yeah, Moonlight Volume yeah, One. Yeah. Was that a mixtape or? Yeah, a, it's just like an EP. Yeah, I guess the titles don't really matter this day and age when you're releasing your own music. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break and listen to New King's track "Big" off his recent album Trap Harmonics. You know I don't back down Shorty said location and I came to blow it back out Said she got a man, we can move into the background Topic of discussion, it's the king and I'm the man now Ask Brown, Brody make the beat I spaz out I'm tired of all you rappers claiming nice when you want a mount Talk loud, in my ear you like a small child I remember last year when I had never rocked the crowd Things changed, co-signed by the big names Put me in a category, laughed and I switched lanes I say, look, hear me when I'm talking Couldn't afford the parking meter Had no drip, my ex and parents when I'd have to meet her I made it out a different country, now I'm trying to wipe a teacher Got my back, I've never thought that I would be here, uh Facts, finest, depression, created diamonds The silver lining, but no one else was shining I am next man, flexing your X-Man Big chain, got me dancing like I'm Rick James Ten bands, run it up, expand Shit changed, now we only doing big things Big bands 
hands. Hot damn, know a lot of y'all are big man. Big drip, come at me, big risk. Big moves, you know how we do is big shit. New king, you know winning is a routine. Where my life is going nice and that's my make a movie. And I've been making moves enough to point that I would lose sleep. None of y'all are on my level, please don't take that loosely. I just bought a diamond chain just to say I did it. New suit walking out, you know it's tailor fitted. I heard your girl like my music, you just won't admit it. A college athlete, and I heard you weren't even admitted. Yeah, I flex hard, at least I'm not another fraud. And I got all these blessings on me, fans treat me like a god. Uh, food for your thought, gonna stand working for him, had to be my own boss. Though you wonder why I brag a lot. You were two of growing up, you didn't have a lot. I spend the money, always making sure I'm making back. I could have been a pro, told the teams I wanna rap. Young legend call me Bo Jack. Hit it out the park when I'm done. You all gon' know that. Hottest duo out of Venice, me and Low Max. Seven far, be the gang, it's fact. Can I stop? Probably not. They wanna put me in a box. They all mad, I got it locked. I done took a lot of shots. Hit in my business. I started this and I finished. I'm winning, checking the vision. I'm marking it with precision. This demolition, I rap, but I listen, vicious. I rip it. I hope you resting and pissing. That's worth to all of you pussies. And nothing's given, don't giving. I gave up hoping and wishing. And now you watch my neck glisten. I made a business from killing you bitches. Next man. Flex on your X man Big chain got me dancing like I'm Rick James Ten bands, run it up, expand Shit change, now we only doing big things Big bands, till we got big plans Hot damn, know a lot of y'all are big man Big drip, come at me, big risk Big moves, you know how we do is big shit Next man, flex on your X man Big chain got me dancing like I'm Rick James Ten bands, run it up, expand Shit change, now we only doing big things So we're, we're back with uh, New King. Welcome back, man. What up, what up? Okay, so I don't remember where we left off, but I'll just, I'll just pick it up from somewhere random. I got to say, with, with your lyricism, man, I love your flow. Your flows are fucking tight. You're so versatile. And you're hilarious. You drop, you drop some funny lines in there. Thanks, bro. I try to be pretty I'm lighthearted. Sure you, yeah, I'm sure you catch yourself laughing at yourself every now and then. Eh, all the time. I mean, I, I, enjoy, I enjoy making music and... and the person I am is who you're going to see in my music. So there's no point in trying to be too serious or whatever. It's all about making good music at the end of the day, right? Yeah, it's just um, it's just funny because like, you know, me and my friends, we, you know, it's kind of like dark humor. People will like send each other memes and sometimes we kind of dark, but you know, it just can't, you can't help but like laugh. It's just kind of like, there's just kind of some humor to it, you know, when just with your friends. And for me, I'm just like, man, everything is, you know, there's, I feel like when you put this put this hold on something or you want to make it seem, you want to put it in this like bad light and you want to feel like it's, you know, the truth and the reality of the situation, these things happen, right? And, and, and bad situations are always going to happen. And it's just how you react to it and how you, you know, how you live every day is going to affect, you know, how you get affected by a situation. Does that make sense? I agree, man. No, I think so. It's, it's more like how you, like how you acknowledge something. Yeah is what gives that thing power exactly. like be it good or be it bad yeah. it's what you like what values you hold with it that actually like make it bad or make it good yeah. or make it evil or make it like amazing yeah. 
So uh, back when we were talking before about uh, you having to drop football to, uh, to do music full time, you kind of made it seem like you had to drop a couple other things as well. You want to go into detail with that? Yeah. So when I I, I just released, so I, my first single was like officially like I would say consider my first ever single was my song called Let It Spray in May, and I won a contest for that one. That's how I started. And let it spray in May. Yeah, last year. That's a title, man. Yo. Okay. And so I won. I won this Anno Domini contest, which was my first like big contest I won. And then I was going through like relationship troubles, and I had a girlfriend at the time of like six years, right? And um, yeah, we had to, you know, she was. Out, we were trying to figure out like our future, right? Because I was like, oh, okay, like she's she got accepted into Yale, which is cool, good for her. All right, and yeah, I was, you know, I was like, hey, I don't think I'm going to go pursue to play pro ball. And she was like, oh, okay, so, like, what are you going to do? Like, what do you want to do? Like, maybe we can move in together, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, ah, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to rap. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just rap. I was like, I'm just going to rap. And she was like, wait, what? Yeah. I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna be the best. I'm going to be, I'm going to go full-time music artist. Like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Wait, and- did that blindside her six years and she's blindsided by this, this life-changing decision? Well, because she was like, because um, she knows I love music and that I do it hard. I think she just was scared of, at, of the implications of just what it meant. Because when I say I'm yeah. going to do something, I'm going to do it. And it's not even like, oh, I'm kind of going to, like, I'm going to do it. And so she was like, <laughs> oh, crap. Because I had seen her like a couple months beforehand when I visited home. Yeah. And I remember I was I was running off for like two hours of sleep in the whole week. I had to, as soon as I got I saw her, like I couldn't even see her. Like I had to use her place. I had to stay there so I could shoot a video that day. And then the next day I had to shoot another video. And then I remember going there like the night, waking up early in the morning to have a meeting with a producer to, to give me advice before I shot the video. It's crazy because like I the grind never stopped and I was always like pushing. And she was like Yeah, you're always working. She knew that. While she's going to Yale and trying to figure out, like, she knew that I wasn't going to let anything deter me. And I think for her, it was kind of exhausting because she was like, holy crap, here we go. Like, because she yeah. knows that I don't play. Like, but she was like very supportive of everything for me ever since I was a kid. Like, ever since we met, like, I remember she, I didn't have anybody to take me like football camps, you know, because it was, I just had a single mom and she always worked. So I remember she would like, she, even like my football visit here, like she drove me or she helped me drive up here to Canada and she came, she drove me to my camps because, you know, I, yeah. I, I had to perform, right? So sometimes I couldn't be driving, but I had to take these trips and go to these camps and meet these people. And she was like very yeah. supportive. But I think that's awesome, man. Yeah. As busy as you were, that's crazy. Yeah, she was like just a big part of my life. But I think when I said like the music, because she was kind of looking to be like, oh, how, like what about the future? Like, are we going to live together? Yeah. Soon stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't even think about that. I'm trying to go, I'm trying to go take over the world. <laughs> For real, yeah. yeah. And so, what came from that then? Um, so basically, you know, we talked. Um, I had been kind of growing distant because I was so focused on my music career. I was kind of taking her for granted. And so what ended up happening is we broke up and... Did you guys come to a mutual decision or someone break the other part? Uh, you know, she broke up with me because she explained to me, right. right? And I was like, at first I was like, wait, what's going on? Because I hadn't seen her and I thought I was, I thought we were okay, right? I was going to, I knew that 
like I had to be better in the relationship. Like I had to make time. This kind of goes back to where I was telling you about like juggling my time because right now the situation was I did all my football workouts and stuff like my team mandatory things in the day. And I would do school in between. Cause I, at this point I had stopped taking online, uh, like in-person classes because I realized that the time that I wasted from going to class, coming back to class and like eating in between (laughs) was actually like a lot of wasted time. So, So I did football scheduled all my classes around football, did all my online so I could do that. And then at night I didn't sleep because I did music throughout the night. And then I was trying to start my music business to make myself money just doing music. And so we had a 40 hour commitment of football. Then we had a full-time school load and then I had a relationship. And then on top of that, I was trying to like create a team and do music videos all the time and like trying to figure out content. Man, you are like redlining your whole life, eh? Yeah, I was I was focused because and I still am focused. It actually hasn't changed, but I remember I had to choose. There were a lot of nights I remember where I had to choose between finishing my recording or like or finishing my project or like calling her or like answering the phone for her. You know what I mean? And like I had to like I made the decisions to because in my mind I was already thinking like next future I was like okay well I really I'm really gonna make this work because now this is gonna be how I'm gonna make money. I'm gonna support her if we have a family in the future, right? But I wasn't thinking about the the current situation. I was so like I'm so like visionary like focused. Yeah. You weren't realizing the life that's going on around you outside of yours. Exactly. And that was a that was an issue. And uh, it's all good, though. I mean, it ended up happening. I learned a lot of lessons from it. Uh, I've seen a lot of shorties, you know, since then. <laughs> met a lot of, I've met a lot of shorties. Man, no doubt. I love, I love, I love yeah. the females. I love them. Um, and yeah, that's what happened. I mean, that was like my first big like, heartbreak. Because I had, you know, that was like, I met her in high school and she had supported me in my dreams. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to grow the way I did without her by my side because I was alone all my, a lot of my life. So it was, it was cool to have her, you know, in the transitions to college and, and going through college. And she was just always there. She's like, I remember we went through a situation where like uh, I couldn't go back home, but she, she went to Seattle for school. So she was able to drive back home and like help my mom and stuff. So it was like really good. It was like a good, um, um, she really helps, and, and like I'm always thankful. Like I don't actually have any bad blood, or I don't have any, you know, any negative feelings towards anybody. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys still in contact every now and then, or is it completely cold turkey? Uh, yeah, I haven't talked to her in like a year, but I, you know, I see her stuff on like Facebook, or she posts something. I, but I'm not like actively reaching uh, out. Gotcha. I don't have the. So yeah. you're still like social media in touch? Yeah, I don't think I don't even think I delete like pictures. And it was weird because like I always have love for her, but. I don't know, I'm kind of cold-blooded too, where it's just like, okay, I get it. Like, it was just like, I just gotta, <laughs> you know, it's not like lingering where I'm like, oh crap, like I'm trying to hit her up. It's like, I actually have yeah. a lot of other things to do. So I actually don't have the time sure, to man. like do that. I feel yeah. you on that. Like you, you can look at a, a great photo of you two, maybe from like 2014 yeah. and you can just be, you can look at that and say, that's a great photo and not really attach emotion to it. Right? Exactly. And I think everyone was on my journey and helped me or I helped them for a reason, right? At the end of the day, like I got to move on. Like I can't waste too much time dwelling on the past because, you know, and I can't spend too much time dwelling in the future, right? Like I've learned now that I just have to do the necessary steps right now and have that delusional belief that whatever I do is going to succeed because I, I cool, like I full hard, like everything in my being believes and knows that I'm going to be successful. I mean, a part of me just think I, a part of me always says like I'm already the best. The world just needs to catch up, you know. Yeah, man, that's that's crazy. That's mad inspirational too. And you got you got like the stats to back it up. And I'm not talking about the numbers. I mean, like people say you gotta sacrifice or make sacrifices mm-hmm. in order to succeed at mm-hmm. things. But man, 
your sacrifices are huge in comparison to, well, to mine first and foremost, but I guarantee you to the majority of motherfuckers out there that are trying to make it in this game. Yeah, and it's just like, and people are always like talking about like, I, I mean, I, I don't have that much money, right? But, you know, to fund my promo and to figure things out, right? Like, I always found a way and I don't have a label backing me, right? But it's just about being smarter with your money and stuff like that. For real, man. And you took you took a deep dive, 18,000, and you placed a big bet on yourself. And obviously, like, I don't know, it's, it's tough to say you're betting on yourself when you know you're betting, right? Like, yeah. you've got that confidence and you, you like know what's going to happen. It's almost like foresight, right? You can kind of see the future a little bit. You just got to wait for that. Yeah, it's the question is never what the vision is, right? It's more about and forget it. It's about forgetting about the when, but just understanding like what's going to happen in the future, and then just staying staying focused on the vision. Yeah, I get that, man. Have you always kind of carried this this way about yourself, or like when did you become the the motivated new king who just like kind of heavily focused and geared into like I said it before, redlining it, man. <laughs> I think it started when I was in second grade. <laughs> let's take it back to second grade <laughs> I was a, let's do it man let's do it man we, we got what, what year is that we got we got nine years old now we're at seven years old let's, let's do it let's do it second grade I remember one day I went up to my mom I was like hey mom she's like hey son how's it going I was like um Hey, son. That's a, your mom yeah. talk? hey, mom. Hey, son. Yeah, we were speaking in Korean. I was like, hey, mom. <laughs> ah, gotcha, she was gotcha. like, hey, what's up? All right, all right, all right. And I remember going up to her. I was like, hey. One day you're not gonna have to work as hard as you do now. <laughs> she was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, I was young, and I was like, "Hey, mom, like I see that you're always working and stuff, and I don't. This is not like the life you want to live. Like I promise, like I'll make it one day, and like I'll help you and make sure that everything's all good." I remember I told her that when I was like, and then because I think even before then I asked her a question before that I was like, "Hey, mom, so if you die." Like, cause it was just my mom who took care of me, right? My grandma, my grandparents, like my sister, those were like, that's my family, right? And so I was like, hey mom, what happens? And she told me to this day, this is what, is what has kept her like working so hard to help support me. Cause her thing was like, I remember, I don't know why it came to mind, but I was like this young child and I come up to her, I was like, hey mom. So like, I was kind of thinking the other day and no, I'm like this young kid, right? And I was like, hey, so mom, if you die, like, like how, how am I going to, like, what do I do? What what am I gonna do? Yeah, yeah. If something happened because I used to worry about my mom because my mom used to not even sleep at our house. She used to sleep at the store that we she worked at. She used to sleep she in like the to office that much. Yeah, she used to. Man, yeah, no. People these days it, it make jokes about doing that just because they get only like an eight hour break in between. Yeah, no, she literally used to sleep in the office. She literally of her used store. to sleep in the office. Yeah. that's crazy. And the only time I could see her was when I would uh, I would have to go and I would have to actually like spend the night to hang out with my mom. You know, I was a young kid. And that was the only time I could like spend time with my mom because she worked. And just rip into the store and chill with her. Yeah, and I used to eat all. That's why I was such a big kid because it was a convenience store. So I used to eat all the food while I was there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I'm kind of getting that your motivation comes like obviously, maybe it was inspired by your mom. Not obviously, but oh, it seems that way. Yeah, yeah. My mom was a big part because I just used to see. Because I didn't realize it until I got older, but like my mom actually like slept in an office. Like that's crazy to me. Like she didn't. She wasn't at home for like Christmas. Yeah, or, like holidays. Like she was literally working all the time to support my sister and I. And for whatever endeavors, like I remember, like when I told her, I was like, "Hey, mom, I want to play basketball, but I don't know, I don't know how to play basketball." I remember, but I didn't know what to do, so all I did was this. Is why I said second, third grade, because in third grade, I was like, "Man, I really like basketball. I really want to try it." And so I was like, "Man, yeah. I don't know how to play basketball. There's no one to teach me." I was like, "Okay, well, we have a basketball at the house, and I know every day we have recess um, at school." 
And so there's a basketball hoop. And I was like, okay. So what I'll do is I'll practice every day for the rest of my life how I go to the school. And so every single day from that point on, third grade, every recess from third to the end of eighth grade, I never I played basketball every single day. And then I remember going Man. to um whether I was alone or I had friends, I, I did it every day. And I remember I went to the playground advisor and I was like, Hey, could you teach me how to play basketball? And he he knew how to play basketball and he taught me how to play basketball. And then from there I was like, Man, I gotta I gotta get better. And then I you know, we got a hoop at my house and I played every day, every day till literally it's so dark. I couldn't see anything, but I refused to go inside until I finished playing. And then my mom was like, and then eventually I was like, mom, I want to go to these camps. I want to get better at basketball. And my mom was like, James, I don't know a damn thing about camps. And then, so but my mom was like, I'll figure it out though. And then she hired someone else. Uh, like one of her employees knew how to like you know, he like just kind of knew my situation. He took me to basketball camps. And then that same person is actually the one who ended up teaching me how to drive when I got older and, and did a lot of stuff for me growing up. But it's crazy how yeah. everything connected. And because my mom is not like too prideful where she can't ask for help. She's actually so like for me that she's like willing to ask for help. And that's how I kind of got in this situation. That's how that's why I'm here right now. But that's like my story. Yeah, that's why we're here right now. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And so how's you and your mom's doing right now? Um, my mom's working hard. Like, I mean, we're, we're, we're able to, one of her big dreams was to be able to renovate our house like that we grew up in. And she's, she's doing that right now. And then, um, you know, we went through some hard times, like some of our, like our old stories to get robbed all the time. But now it's like we're in a better situation. And um, yeah, my mom's my mom's good. She's working hard. You know, she she didn't get shut down from the coronavirus because uh, she's uh, she's like an essential. Her The shop is like an essential place because it has yeah. like groceries and stuff. So is that back in Washington? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Washington. So my mom just wears a mask every day and just grinds yeah, it out. And, and just keeps yeah. on grinding. Yeah. But man, it can't be like that for too long. Right. I got to make sure uh, that, you know, the next few years, you know, things really, really get into the way I want it to be. Yeah, man. Well, you've got the plan and you're making the steps happen. So I, honestly, I'm excited to watch it happen, dude. And I fully support you. And I believe I believe it's only a matter of time. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. You, you got to enjoy it while it's happening. Though. Or do, you, do you feel like you're kind of in a rush to get get, get to that point? Or do you think you're um, kind of like you're enjoying the you're smelling the flowers as you go? Let's put it that I way. I mean, like I love I love the whole experience. Right. And it kind of goes back to um, like what I was saying earlier, like the, the core beliefs. It's like, man, I know what's going to happen. But, you know, I'm a big believer of God. Right. So or the universe, people can say the universe, God, but the God or the universe, like they know when and and this has been apparent my whole life they know when things need to happen i never got things when i needed them. i never necessarily got things when i wanted them to happen i was like oh i need this to happen now but i actually got them when i needed it to happen and so i i just keep the faith and i keep walking and then i'm not too concerned about how like when it's going to happen because i know it's going to happen it could happen yeah. tomorrow I could wake up tomorrow uh, and everything could oh, change. hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. Easily. And man. so for me, it's, it's, I think the timetable is not really, I, I can't focus on the timetable and trying to rushing it. It's just about taking every single day and going as hard as I possibly can, because in this industry, it, it just takes like one, it's just like when I was trying to get a football college scholarship, right? A lot of people were like, Oh, you're Asian or like, you're not that good. Like it's not going to happen. But I remember I figured it out. And then I and then I got really good, and then I got yeah. crap, and then it's just like man, Getting all it takes is, is the same philosophy back then. It's like James, you know, it only takes one cause to tell you yes. That's you can have a million knows, it just takes one yes, That's and it's truth. kind of the same here, right? You go hard, you, you put yourself out there, and, and one yes, yeah, one yes could change your life. And I think everybody out there that's listening to this needs to take that to heart. 
because that applies to everything in life. If you, if you got goals, if you got aspirations, if you got something that you're working on and you're just passionate about, if you keep working at it, failure isn't really an option. Yeah, exactly. One of the one of the one of the big quotes that I heard recently. Oh fuck! No, I just slipped my mind. Let's get that. <laughs> I was trying to reiterate it in my head, and then I just completely lost it. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about how your how your games changed since uh, the big shutdown as well. You said your mom's still in action. What changed in your details? Um, it actually was a blessing because I was actually able to sit down and work on music. I think what people don't understand is when you really do music, like you're actually doing music, finding time yeah. to create it is actually difficult because now I'm doing interviews yeah. or I'm doing shows or I'm doing these networking yeah, events yeah. and actually wait you're doing shows I mean right oh like I'm saying like prior to like the shutdown like, you're like oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah I was spending yeah. so much time trying to do other things and yeah. like that was you didn't have time to create yeah and then so when I was forced to shut down and create I was able to just really hone in and finish the album and then now it's just getting busy again, but pretty much I just do a lot of these like online shows. Uh, I do shows for like charity and like the Black Lives Matter movement and just a lot of stuff to help get help the awareness. Um, I'm always doing like ciphers and events. I actually have a cipher this Thursday. I, I volunteered to go in. Um, it's uh, I'm always just doing stuff, man. I'm always networking and that's crazy, man. I have yeah. a full marketing plan and with like my um. Like I have interns now for New King, like my friends. That's crazy. So like we for making what sorry? Just just I have just interns to figure out how the hell we can scale this and get bigger quicker. That's awesome, man. How'd you how'd you pick your interns? I mean, those are the same guys that were on my football team. Yeah. Ah, that's crazy. And so they just they just want to be involved in your business and help you succeed and then also get a get a little taste of success too. Right? Yeah, exactly. Make it, start their business, partner, just whatever, right? Like those are my friends, like those are the people I grew up like we you know, we bled we literally bled together and sweat together, right? So it's so it was one person and he brought his friend and then now his friend is like a part of my team and he's a really cool guy and you know we're like working on stuff like our wikipedia and figure out like blocks and it's just a lot of stuff together yeah so you said you're you're involved in some in uh performing shows for black lives matters related uh events can you tell me a little bit about that yeah so the asian community you know put me in you know we we're just trying to do something as a whole but you know they they hosted a lot of events i just did one for the asian hip-hop and then today yeah. i gotta edit my performance for this um performance coming out on august 2nd and um yeah it's just you know all proceeds go to black lives matter movement um and just you know it's just trying to make just a difference just cause. do whatever we can right just yeah you yeah know, just understand that you know where it's a sensitive time and things are difficult so just whatever i can do with my platform that's the truth man that's incredible i'm I'm happy and proud you're doing that with your platform what's what's your take on all the bullshit in that regard um it's weird because like while my mom was working and stuff right and my grandma and stuff like you know was take care of me i when i got into sports I ended up getting, I ended up pretty much being raised by a black family, like in a black household. Right? I used to spend the night there. I was all spent all my time there. Like I trained with them. I ate with them. And so my family, my extended family, at least to me was black. Right. But I, I didn't see color or anything growing up. I didn't care. Right. They were just like, these were these people that believed in me. And so, you know, I embraced the culture, which is why I was able, you know, is why I speak the way I do and hip hop and yeah. And it was like, it was more than just being around them. It was like, man, he literally like these, this is the same coach that used to take me to practice every day and listen to all my bad raps back in the day and help me and stuff. Like, this was like my family. Like they, 
took they took me across like the country like they were like I always stayed with them like that this is my family right and so they raised me and so I always see you know like his kids as like my cousins like my family so whenever I see these things happen to these individuals like on the media and people get killed by police and, and for me it's just always kind of like man like what if that was like my cousin right that was like what if that was my uncle or like I call him my uncle I right agree. so it's like what if like yeah yeah and for me it's a lot more personal because actually I wouldn't be the person I am if it wasn't them directly raising me when I was a kid and so for me like I remember growing up like we I, I saw a lot of like discrimination not just towards me because I was kind of like that odd person out in the family walking around yeah but also just like we've been pulled over by like cops and like you know we I've seen like the discrimination I've seen like we I was I was yeah, actually there the unnecessary aggression yeah, I was I was there like I was I was this 11 12 year old kid and I, I saw it like I witnessed it I was a part of it like or people would scowl at me because I was like the Asian kid and they're like oh like you know what I mean like I just saw that stuff growing up and that was actually a big reason why I did rap because I thought if I rap I'd be able to fit in and so it wasn't even like at first like oh like I don't know but maybe if I rap and I like it like you know I'll be it'll be people will like accept me but it wasn't just me being Asian but it was also just like you know just my uncle being black and it, and I was able to see a lot of the, the aggressions and he gave me like the talk when the talk was like hey man your uncle gave you the talk yeah he was like hey man sometimes like you're gonna look different like my situation was very weird and unique but he was just like because i used to be confused i was like hey uncle like what's going on like i don't see i used to be like hey man like i don't get like why they treat you like that or uncle why are these people like looking at us weird or like you know what i mean you know like why are we and it was just weird and, and yeah yeah for me because you know i didn't why see color that's my family that? right so we would walk around but yeah you know he used to just be like hey man sometimes like when you look different or, or people are going to like think of you a certain way or they're going to think you're like this kind of person or they're going to be scared, right? And so you got to... Yeah, they're just going to be against you or on their guard for yeah. one reason or another. You got to be careful, right? And, and especially at that time, he was like, just got to be careful, man. Like always be precaution, like always take precautions, like protect yourself and understand, you know. And, and obviously when I separated from my uncle growing up, like as I got older, I didn't worry about those things because I was Asian. But I remember when I was a kid though, like, I just remember like the feelings I had like in the back of that van when we would always drive and stuff. Cause you know what I mean? Like I, we, we just w like went through weird experiences. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what you mean from, I don't really know from personal experiences. Like obviously I've, I've grown up with same similar like trials and tribulations, mm -hmm. but nothing quite as uh, specific as yours, I guess. Yeah. It was just weird. Cause I was able to see, um, I was able to see those, like, you know, a lot of the people who support, like, Black Lives Matter, like, when they talk about, like, their struggles, it's very personable and it's difficult for people to understand because it's their life and, and because, you know, they experience things that other people don't. Because of being a certain color, it was weird because I was just kind of, like, this odd person in this <laughs> in this family. And so I was, you know, because cops, you know, if they pull you over, something happens, they actually don't, they might not see that I was in the back or something or they come over to, like, to... Yeah search us for no reason and then they see this asian kid in the back and then it's almost like who is that like what's going on you Confused, know what i mean yeah but what the hell is yeah this? and i i caught on real quick like <laughs> hey this is not right my uncle didn't do anything wrong like we you know what i mean like uh, um so it was kind of after that after a couple of those facts that he had to break it down to you yeah or? and he was just like because i used to ask but hey like i don't really get it like what's going on you know what i mean yeah, yeah like yeah and then he's just used to like explain to me the situation this was like hey man like 
in this world, not everyone's going to love you. Or it's like, it's not always going to be like, it's not always all love. Cause you know, I was still young. I was pretty naive. I was just like all about like love and like, this is my family. Like this, I love these people. Like that's just, I'm still like that. But like, I know a lot more than when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. Man, it sounds like, like, again, I'm going back to your, your great, amazing support system. It sounds like that's what's kind of built you into this dope dude you appear to be today. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I credit, I couldn't, I mean, like, I don't believe in really being humble, but I believe in being grounded, you know? <laughs> yeah, there, there's humble with confidence. I don't know, I don't know a word for it, but. Yeah, because all humble means is like, I think if you look up the dictionary, it's about like being lower, or, like putting yourself, being meek. And the definition is actually bad. It's all about appeasing others. And actually, I don't care about appeasing yeah. others. I was reading this book by Russ and Russ was like, when you, there, what, you should never be afraid to shine your light on someone else because the truth is if their light was shining bright too, it wouldn't blind them. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, yeah. What, what, what uh, is this book by Russ? I actually haven't heard of a book by him. Um, I think it's like there, it's called like there are no ceilings or something, but a lot of my philosophy in life like aligns with Russ, actually the confidence and, yeah. and just what he talked about. But that book was really like, it, it gave me the confidence to just be like, you know what? Like, there's no point in me being like, Oh, like I'm kind of good. Or like, no, like I know I'm the best. And that's, that's kind of it. Like there's no, there, there, I don't have to sit here and worry about offending others because yeah. the truth is like, I, I know who I am. I know the work I put in, right? And then I like that, yeah. man. I think that's dope. How, how do you respond to someone? Because I'm sure this happens all the time, mm. where people people see that person, that personality, and they think you're like, like, fuck this guy. He's an asshole. Mm. Like, why is he coming in all confident? Mm. Like, how do you how do you take the people who shy away from that, or like, how do you respond? And to then that? the big thing is they get to know me, right? I get to there talk to go. them, and, and yeah. I'm never like. So it doesn't, it doesn't shy you away. It doesn't push you back. You just literally keep on talking your shit, and it eventually comes through. Yeah, because I don't. I'm also not like unnecessarily like, I don't also, I'm also not just like, yeah, I'm, I'm all, I'm more about, I've always been about like my work speaking for itself and going hard, but it's like, if someone asks me, right. Or if the, it comes yeah. into conversation, I never want yeah. to like, take a step back. I'm more like, Oh yeah, no, yeah. I know I'm the best. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel you there, man. And that's why, that's why that fourth place hit so hard then. Yeah. And I'm, because of sports, I'm so competitive. I hate to, lo- I hate losing more than like winning. Yeah. And so whenever I lose it, it, but it's never like, it's weird. Cause I'm never like, Oh, I should have won. It's more like, Hey, I wonder like what I could have, like, what, what could I have done better? How could I improve? How can I work on it? How can I, I'm very like problem solving oriented. Like I'm, I'm all about figuring out the issue, the root causes and attacking it from different angles to improve myself because I'm also open to growth and I'm very open to people hearing people's opinions, but my, in, like internally, I know I'm the best. Like that's how I operate. I'm obsessed with improvement. I'm obsessed with growth because I don't think you can't you, you can't really stay the same, right? You're either getting worse or you're getting better. That's the truth. You, there's there's no stagnant. Yeah. You can't really stay still. Exactly. I I agree with that wholeheartedly. What, what, when have you uh, reached points of doubt though, like heavily, or like have you have you had any big like kind of fallouts in the last little while? Um, it's just uh, I think that is a lot. To t- so I read another book by one of my mentors growing up, who who helped me because um, I didn't have a dad. So growing up. I sought out mentors to help improve my life skills. Yeah. And one of my mentors, one of his books, right? I was reading it. Um, like I had, I'd called, I was, was talking to him on the phone and then I was like, Hey man, I need the book. And then I was reading a book. And so he was just saying, 
this it's called fuck your feelings that's what the book is called right fuck your feelings yeah and so he was explaining to me how 95 percent of our decisions in our lives are actually affected are actually based upon how we feel and the other five percent is based on logic and, and you know what makes sense and so that was a staggering number to me because with music i always noticed that i had like a lot of ups and downs like i'd be really emotional i'd be really sad i'd be very like you know emotions dictated how i wrote and how i made music but the thing is once I read that book, I realized that all those lows, like obviously I have doubts sometimes, I get like sad and stuff, but I can always figure out the root cause. It's just like going back to me wanting to solve problems, but it's just usually from like lack of sleep or lack of hydration or, or just some external Yeah, factor. there's so many things that affect mood and that's what I learned in the book. That's the truth, man. And that's why that's why I've been getting into a little bit of meditation oh, lately. And I'm, start, I'm yeah, dude, I'm starting to understand the value of kind of just like shutting up your brain and listening to what your body actually wants. Because if you actually know what to listen for, you'll feel that hunger in your stomach, mm-hmm. or you'll feel that sleepiness in your eyes, even though that's not where it is. It's all in your yeah. brain, right? It's all just like little pings and messages being sent into your brain. But if you like center in and listen. Mm-hmm you'll know exactly what you need. Yeah, for sure. And that, that's kind of something I'm recently getting into. Well, so. it's, uh, it can really change your life, right? Like that and like positive affirmations and even fasting. I do a lot of fasting. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah fasting eh? Tell me, like is that like uh what is it when you do a morning fast i do like intermittent fasting on the days intermittent yeah. that's what it is yeah, yeah some days i do a full fast like the whole day and yeah. then it helps me like detox and you know just everything's about like i take cold showers for like i do yeah. a lot of stuff right everything's for it's all for a reason though right and it all has like kind of you can you can measure its impact yeah and it's just like man like i want to be an optimal human being like i there's a lot of things i need to do i need to live in and i need to put things into yeah. practice i agree uh speaking of affirmations i don't know how you do it i had a buddy let's hear how you do it first and i'll tell you what uh, I, had a, I had some guy tell me his and i took into that yeah. so um let's hear your positive affirmation rituals so it started off with this, like, <laughs> my friend's ex bought him this, uh, like, pack, and it's called Sacred Power Reading Cards, and all you do is just take a card every day, and that's how it started a couple yeah. months ago, but now... Interesting. And it's just, like, a positive affirmation <laughs> random card? Yeah, and then after that, right. like, I would read that daily, and then now it's more so, like, I have these affirmations written where I can always see them, and then I'm just always... I would say it to myself and I, it, for me, it's also about changing my language about how I say things. I don't use the word can't anymore. All can't is, it just means you won't. There you go. Right? And just changing little yeah. the language because I realize just how powerful, like what you put into this universe, what you say, like words have so much power. And that's yeah. the truth, man. Everything's, everything's energy in that sense. And if you want to be, want it to be positive or negative, you've got control mm-hmm. there. So yeah, that's how I do my affirmations. It's just making sure my language every day is good. And then, you know, whenever I say something or I feel like something's negative that I'm saying, I change it and it's like, no, actually, I am that good. <laughs> yeah, I am that. Good. I dig yeah. that, man. I dig that. Uh, this guy I came across, I used to work as a bartender and this mm-hmm. guy sat at my bar, super, super confident, super, super happy, go lucky dude. Mm-hmm. We got to talk in a couple hours. I, I came to know he was really successful and he was just in town. This was a stampede of last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the information or one of the tidbits that he gave me that kind of helped me since then, he, he told me one of his rituals was every morning he, he gets up and he writes down on the left side of a page mm. uh, all the things he's thankful for and on the right 
right side of the page, he writes down mm. all the things that he's going to be thankful for. So kind of like bringing it into reality. Oh, I like that. I yeah. Like that and so it, it's dope, man. And he, he told me he's got like books and books because he, he was an older guy. He's probably in his like 60s or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I got, I got books and books, like a stacked shelves of like those like affirmations. And I'm like, that's dope. Mm. So I, I tried to do it. It didn't really work out for me because it was a bit too much writing. I, <laughs> I typically used to computers mm. and stuff, but I still kind of follow that same mentality. Whereas if I'm having a shit day, I'll just wake up and I'll, I'll go through the things I'm thankful for. And then the things that I'm going to be thankful mm. for, which honestly, man, those things are infinite at this point for sure for sure and like being grateful for what you have is always good right that's very important that's the truth yeah so listen we're, we're getting into almost over an hour here is, is there anything else you want to talk about before uh before we call it a day um just you know continue to create empower people educate continue to make a difference exactly exactly and um no matter how you know no matter what you think right your word does matter and what you say is very important. Um, other than that, I have a new album called Trap Harmonics that's currently out. If you guys want to listen to that. But uh, other than that, just continue to uh, be good people. <laughs> and that's what it is, man. Thank you for joining us so much, man. And so that, that's New King. And if you're, if you're going to look him up, it's N-Y-U-K-Y-U-N-G. Uh, and I recommend checking him out. His music's absolutely incredible. And you'll see his progression. Honestly, man, one of, my, one of the biggest things that stood out to me is like... You have absolutely professional level releases, especially with Trap Harmonics, man. I, I couldn't get over how high quality the sounding was. Man, thank you so much, man. We really work on it. We try to be the, we make, we make the best of, I mean, the, all of that was recorded in my producer's room. <laughs> and so, yeah. That's crazy. But uh, thank you so much for joining me, though, amen. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, cool, of cool. course. And that was New King, everybody. If you want to learn more about him or about what we do at Reevolve Media, go to www.reevolvemedia.com forward slash New King. That's N-Y-U-K-Y-U-N-G. And just to sign off, we've got another track from his album Trap Harmonics. This one's called Backwood. Enjoy, everyone, and take care. So sincerely, 
Can you feel peace positive for those near me? Tell me, can you feel me? What you wanna do with it? I'm on the mic, act fool with it, proving to be one of the best in the booth. And I'm dreaming it's loose and I'm losing, I'm boosted. I do it, my crew is amazing. Came in a place where it's hard to be great, and I'm chasing my dreams, hoping not to be late. I'm on pace, just wait, it's king. Real talk, you know I got a couple homies, they gon' ride. Got some brothers rolling with me, they ain't afraid to die. If they wanna test me, we gon' solve it, let it slide. And I roll it with my team, yeah, I'm with my slime. Yeah, you know we shooting high, gang, don't play with my time. Now I'm chasing home, my dreams can find me in the sky. Can find me in the sky